too often, I think that's exactly what happens. Too many organizations want to shut survivors down. It's like you're talking to the volunteer one-on-one as they're watching this. These are crimes, for the most part, that are preventable. They're learning the tools in a way that they can understand and actually put into practice. And now, the Safety Zone. Welcome, folks, to a new episode of The Safety Zone. This is Melinda Ron. I'm with Mike McCarty. And today, we're going to talk about a special program that Safe Hiring Solutions, in conjunction with Safe Ministry Solutions, is launching, and that's called The Learning Zone. And Mike, I'm going to turn it over to you. I know we've been working hard on this for, for quite some time, and so we're very excited about this program. But I want you to kind of lead us out with what the Learning Zone is, but also why did we do this? Absolutely. Thanks, Melinda. You're exactly right. We started developing the Learning Zone six, seven, eight, nine months ago, I think. And really the concept behind the Learning Zone is we're a background screening firm is how we started. And so we can do background checks and uncover things if you've been involved in the criminal justice system. But what we understand When you look at the data, 80% of sex offenders have never been arrested. So how do we stop that with a criminal background check? Well, we can't stop it with just a criminal background check. And as we look at headlines over the last year, we've had some enormous organizations serving youth that have had issues with predators. And in one case, one of the camps, this guy operated for like 10 years and just Think of the number of children that were harmed over a 10-year period. And every day I'm getting headlines from across the country from youth-serving organizations. We can talk about the big ones, the Boy Scouts, and there's a lot of headlines. It's happening in everyday church, small little towns. This knows no. This is not an urban versus rural problem. This is an everywhere problem. So what we wanted to do, and Don Keener our director of safe ministries really has driven this whole project is bring together a group of national experts that can help youth serving organizations, both staff and volunteers understand, recognize, be able to intervene before a child is harmed. So that's really what we're doing with the learning zone is educating and equipping organizations to prevent child sexual abuse within their organization. Mm. And you mentioned Don Keener, and that is our special guest today. Don is the director of Safe Ministry Solutions, which of course is one of Safe Hiring Solutions companies. And the Learning Zone, our child abuse prevention program, and we'll be combining other things as well in the future, but it is spearheaded by Safe Ministry Solutions. So we want to welcome Don. And Don has an interesting background being a pastor, had been a pastor for 30 years, which is a long time, Don. So I want to welcome you to the program. And I'm just going to start off right away with a question. And that is your that you have an important perspective, Don, when it comes to the learning zone, because you're looking at this training, not just from your role as director of safe ministry, but as a pastor of more than 30 years. Tell us how your pastoral role and, and your experience helped in forming this training program, why that, why that matters. Yeah, I think um, just after 30 years of ministry, I think I understand the load that pastors are carrying. 
Um, I believe that all pastors, lead, associate, even children's pastors, they want to keep children safe. It's a no-brainer, right? However, due to their demands as a pastor, safety and security will at times just take a backseat to the other demands. And then the other second, I think, huge issue is that a church relies heavily on volunteers that will have direct oversight just of children and youth. And so volunteers realize they're taking key leadership roles with children. Uh, high percentage of these volunteers are working, have children's schedules. And, and this comes probably like third or fourth on their important list, right? To serve an mm-hmm. hour or two in the children's ministry. And so the issue is a lot of them have no training on the behaviors that can be harmful to a child within an organization that works with kids. Do they have a grasp of grooming? When they feel something is not right, will they act on it or ignore it? Do they understand policies play a huge part in keeping kids safe? And will they level up to those policies? And I don't think volunteers think in that realm until they maybe get into it or immersed into a training that kind of helps them see, ooh, hold on, I've got I've to learn this so that I can put it into practice to keep kids safe. And so just knowing that, that it is high demand on pastors, and then you're dealing with 95% of the workers are volunteers within a church organization. Mm-hmm. So we kind of took that in mind and said, okay, let's craft a training that brings awareness in a manner that they can understand and is very engaging. And I think we've accomplished that. Yeah, Mike, I was just going to say with what you opened up, it's really become a time, hasn't it, that this isn't a nice thought, you should do this, you have to do this. No, I would absolutely agree with that. And if we look at it from a biblical perspective, as we talk about the church, it's not just we should because society says we should. I mean, this is really a biblical obligation to take care of children that we have, and you're not talking about something that is going to create a huge burden upon the church to implement a program like this. We've made this a very easy program to adopt. And for the volunteers or staff members, it's not going to take a lot of their time. Don, you really are the genius behind kind of how we did this and working with the churches and gathering some feedback. Why don't you just kind of explain like from a volunteer perspective, kind of what that looks like and what kind of time commitment to really to gather this education? Yeah. So we, we took the volunteer training. You're actually getting two tracks in our training, the staff and high level volunteer and a volunteer. But the volunteer training, we wanted to get a hundred percent volunteers trained. And so this training goes to them. They can watch it on their computer. They can watch it on a phone. It's very relational. And Mike's aware of this, that we wanted to engage the volunteer with the training, that it's not just a check off the box. So even how our excellent communicators who are national boots on the ground trainers, they ask questions. It's like you're talking to the volunteer one-on-one as they're watching this so that they get an understanding in a very relational way of, okay, this is grooming. Oh, these are the behaviors of somebody that wants to do harm of a child. Okay, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. And so they come into an organization with some really thorough knowledge and some tools that equip them in a manner that you can get 100% of your volunteers trained. And that's what we were shooting for. Because I I was in ministry where you weren't as much online, and so you were happy with 50%. So think of that. You're trying to build a defense with volunteers. And let's say you have 100 volunteers and only 50 of them get trained. Your defense isn't going to be that strong. 
because there's 50 of them that haven't got trained in how a predator maneuvers and works and and schemes to build credibility. And I think what I appreciate is I saw the final product. I didn't like seeing myself, but what I really saw in that final product was this is not seminar based because it's hard to watch things online. We've spent the last 18 months doing everything online, it feels like. And so the way these have been developed and being interactive and not just one person walking through a presentation with a bunch of bullet list and checkpoints, but these are real people. We have a survivor and her perspective is not only as somebody that's solution driven, but somebody who was also subjected to this as a, as a young person. And so these are very real. I know Don brought on a guy named Eli Molina, who has interviewed some 2,400 children, forensic interviewer. These are people that understand this at a level a volunteer will never have to understand. But then to be able to take that into a seven to nine minute training that they can digest and give them exactly what they need to help protect the children. Yeah, I agree, Mike. I, I think us seeking out incredibly gifted communicators that are doing the work on the ground sets us apart in a manner that volunteers and staff get it. How we present it, mm-hmm. it's for the volunteers, we got six videos that are seven to 10 minutes in length, and it comes across as one that's enough information for them to go, okay, I can enter in this organization and I can serve kids well, and I will be an advocate for them to keep them safe, right? And then we bring presenters for a staff person that can understand kind of the nuances of what to take to not cause any more harm to a child, but then how to look at your organization in a manner, are are we doing a good job of keeping them safe? And where can we kind of level up? I really think we've nailed it. And I, I would even say it, the leaders that have watched this, children's pastors, other leaders across the country, we keep getting back, wow, this is way better than any training I've had to go through in a long time. I have to say, Don, the team that you and Mike were able to bring on are phenomenal. When I went through, I was gripped, really gripped by Joelle, who's one of the abuse survivors, by her presentation. And and like you said with Eli, I mean, we have a youth pastor and it was gripping to me because these are people that either have been hurt, a survivor that has experienced this. And it's, it's coming from her heart. This isn't, like you said, it's, it's not just a, a person standing in front of the screen or, or just an attorney, not putting attorneys down. I mean, we have an attorney, but these people are gripping because they have worked in this field and they understand it and they know it personally. And I'll tell you, Mike, I, I know there's other trainings out there, but I think just having a survivor is is a huge thing. Her testimony, her segment, if that doesn't wake you up, if that doesn't make you alert, I don't think anything will to that degree. I've worked in violence against women and children for 30 years. And if, if you're not going to listen to survivors, you, you really can't do this. And too often, I think that's exactly what happens. Too many organizations want to shut survivors down. I learned everything I know from survivors. I had mentioned in writings and different venues that it first opened my eyes 
to violence against women and children when I had to give up my bedroom as a 17-year-old because my parents had brought a child into the home and she had been sexually abused by her father, but there was no other safe place for her in the community. My dad was state police officer. My mom was a victim advocate, but it it opened my eyes. And so then when we helped start a program in Nashville, Tennessee, within the police department, was listening to the survivors and, and how we had failed them as a criminal justice system. That's where we are today. We've got to really, we've got to listen to the survivors to be able to understand a, the enormity, because for every one Joel, there's probably a hundred other survivors that aren't even comfortable coming out and telling us about it. And so, yes, I think that the training is unique. I've not seen anything like it. And we're a software development company as well. So the fact that we built the software that goes around it means we can deliver it at a very affordable price also. That's one of the fun things to be able to come up to an organization and say, you can train as many volunteers as you want. And we want to get as many volunteers. So you're not going to be penalized the more you train. And our cost is far cheaper than what's out there. And our videos, I believe in training are, are better. They come across just real. Every leader that has viewed our trainings Everyone has commented on Joelle going, wow, if mm-hmm. one adult, and I'm going to, I'm going to mm-hmm. share some of the training, but she just says, hey, if one adult would have spoke up, my predator wouldn't have had the freedom to act like he did. And he probably, I probably wouldn't have been abused. Right. Because she yes. said there were multiple, multiple adults that saw him isolating her and um, they didn't say anything. And so with that, each leader goes, wow, my volunteers can get a hold of this. They can help keep kids safe within the organization that I lead because they're they're learning the tools in a way that they can understand and actually put into practice. And Don, it gets back to really what everything that uh, you and Mike are doing within Safe Ministry and Safe Hiring is just the fact that these are crimes, for the most part, that are preventable. And it, it's really just having that knowledge, correct, and the and the training, and and I think in the church especially, some of it is just maybe naivete, not thinking that it's going to come to their church. But I think sometimes we have to understand that that's just not reality. The case I mentioned where I gave up my bedroom, I grew up in a small town of five hundred, no traffic light, about four stop signs, a church of about seventy five. And it happened there. It can happen anywhere. It does happen. It is happening everywhere. And if you have kind of that mentality, like it couldn't happen here, it's not happening here, you're giving that vibe off. And when you give that vibe off, you're also telling people that it's happened to, this is probably not the place I need to come forward and ask for help because they don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so part of this is creating a culture and an environment that makes it healthy for those that have also been abused to come forward. But violence is preventable. No matter what society tells you, no matter what the culture tells you, no matter what you hear, violence is not unpredictable. Violence is very predictable in in many forms, workplace violence, school violence. There's lots of red flags. And we do ourselves great injustice by just kind of writing off that crime happens and there's nothing we can do about it. You can absolutely have an impact. I've seen it happen. We, we started the program in Nashville and reduced domestic violence murders by 50% immediately. 
you can have a huge impact. And so that's kind of the first step, especially as we work with the teams within the organization, is just creating that culture that will help serve, not only understand and recognize, but serve those that have also been abused. Don, in in this program, it's obviously geared towards youth serving organizations, a lot which many, of course, are nonprofit churches, of course, ministries such as camps. There's a lot of camps out there that the kids summer camps or various camps throughout the year. What do you want to tell them in the terms of the real need to have a solid prevention training program? Again, going back to the pastors, the camp directors, the ministers that are overseeing children, even you know administrators at an organization, I know they have a lot, a lot on their plate. And this training comes along and helps them take steps to keep kids safe. There are other things that we're rolling out that will also help them keep kids safe that will complement what we're doing in the safety side with our background checks. But this training helps those adults that are going to work specifically over kids to be able to keep those kids safe, spot um, tendencies, behaviors that are not helpful, that are harmful to children, and to be able to speak up and to know what to do as opposed to not do anything or to uh, be ignorant. And then um, we don't want that in an organization to be ignorant of how a predator works and behaves so that they're caught off guard. We want to train them. And then we know, Mike knows, our teams know that, man, if we can get our organizations that work with us to have a strong defense, then a predator is not going to enter. Okay. He's not. It's going to be one where he is looking for the easiest place to enter. So we want to continue, continue to create a culture that is about prevention and about keeping kids safe so that you stay on mission. Absolutely, because that's the twofold view. I mean, first and foremost, obviously, we want to we want to keep people safe. We want to keep our children safe, especially. But secondly, you want to keep on mission. You want to, if it's your church, you want to keep being able to minister. And we've seen what happens in churches and ministries where, unfortunately, accountability, prevention, etc., may not have been there, and you have people terribly hurt that often affects their faith in many ways. And you've got an organization that's pretty much done with what they've been able to do because the trust is broken. So I think just, Don, I know you as, a, as with the heart of a pastor, it's, it's a twofold thing. First and foremost, it's about the kids, which means being able to report, right? To be transparent when something does happen in those cases and handling it in the correct way and helping the the survivor and, and taking the right processes. But what we're all focused on is prevention. So I think just your heart of being able to speak to pastors and just the importance of this, and it's not a high-end, costly matter to do. I think that's what has just, besides the program itself, just how gripping it was and how real and easy in a sense of watching, I'm really amazed at just too that it, it really. I mean, we're talking like you know how many times do you go to Starbucks you know, in a month or a week, right? It's it's very little cost to implement a program like this, and it works with their management, right? Their church management systems. Yeah, that's correct. We're integrating within the Rock right now, and then we actually have a dedicated developer that's staying on this project, and we'll be integrating within the other large church management systems as well. It's wonderful. Yeah, when a leadership sees the cost of this, it's a no-brainer. 
It is, these are high value at a great cost to them. In fact, I know they are the best value out there that they're going to get and the best video train. So I hope they'll come on board as they listen and watch some of these and be able to, to be able to use these, utilize them within their ministry. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Don, for for being with us and and just for all the hard work on this program. It truly is a wonderful program. It was marvelously done, and the the people that are on it, I just encourage people to to view it. To even just as an individual, I think you'll you'll be not only learn, but you'll just be encouraged. These people are just amazing. So, Mike. For those that are listening, especially if you are a youth-serving organization, a nonprofit, a church, ministry, how do they learn about the Learning Zone? How do they yeah. find out about the Learning Zone and how do they, can they see a demo? Yeah, probably the best place to start is just go to safehiringsolutions.com and then under services, click on the Learning Zone. There's a little promo video there and also contact information if you want to set up a time to have a, a little bit longer demo, talk with one of our team members. All the information is there on the contact forms, the phone numbers. We're really easy to get a hold of. Right. Thank you. So thank you, folks. And uh, we look forward to the next episode, but we do encourage you to to go check that out. And if you're a pastor, please do. I know they are more than willing to give you a demo and, and work with you. And if you're someone, if you're a parishioner and you're thinking, gee, our church needs this, go check it out. Talk to your pastor and let them know because we really want to protect our kids. And the, and the fact is we can't. We just need to know how to do it. So thank you. This podcast is sponsored by Safe Ministry Solutions, which offers a 360 security solution that keeps your church, your congregation, and your ministry safe.